and welcome back to Allegedly Astrology. Each week, we'll be breaking down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. And this is part two of a two-part episode about the internet. So if you haven't listened to part one, please stop what you're doing, go back, listen to part one so that everything makes sense. But we've got a special guest on this episode, Kira, aka The Astrology. And we're going to pick it back up where we left off um, in part one with talking about Facebook. So, Sarah, let's hear about this glorious, glorious platform. Yes. So now it's your great aunt's favorite platform to post weird photos of her dog. No shade, but true. It's called Facebook. But we have (laughs) to remember back in the day, Facebook was cool as all shit. And yeah, I know Gen Z will make fun of me for saying this. But I do remember demanding an invite in high school because yes. it was a thing we did. Yes. So <laughs> someone had to invite you. And yeah, I will wear that as a badge of honor. Do you I guys know. have to I, do like, that too? To, I had to like borrow someone's, my, my cousin's like .edu um, college email address to like get on Facebook, I remember. I got on right when it became available for, for high schoolers. Um, and that was like right when my mom made me get rid of my... My MySpace, because oh, she found my MySpace, MySpace, and that was a whole thing. <laughs> so um, I had to, and I was like, fuck MySpace, like Facebook's the new thing anyway. <laughs> um, you guys, Gen Z doesn't realize like the many iterations that Facebook went through too, and how like, like, do you guys remember the era of Facebook where there were like groups, group names that made, like there was just the most random, like almost like inside jokes yeah. would become like, oh, groups and there would be forums <laughs> inside these groups i'm trying to think of something like there would just be like capri sun fan page and like <laughs> just like like random shit like the the most because that was when like randomness was like hilarious like everyone was just like oh my god so random like i'm wearing like an eraser around my neck like oh my <laughs> <laughs> <Dana>. <laughs> So it's random. So and it's not funny. It's like insane. Yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. I just, I'm realizing now that we're getting older, like millennials are like getting older, how cringe, <laughs> like our cringe, like we're accepting it and sort of embracing it, our cringe from the early 2000s. And I'm realizing how Gen Z has so much good material to make fun of us. I <laughs> oh know. God. So much. But you know what? We didn't grow up with the internet. So we it's hard. It took us longer to become self-aware. That's true. Like, I remember posting, like, that weird thing about Facebook where, like, I wanted to post photos of myself drinking, but was also, like, fearful. I would post a photo clearly drinking, but then put a black box over the <laughs> alcoholic box. Because they told us like, colleges are looking at your yes, Facebook. they like, said you will, that you we will wouldn't get, into, get college. into college. At one point, to all of our Gen Z listeners, uh, Facebook was as exclusive as Clubhouse. More exclusive. But now, Facebook is the largest social network with over a billion users, half of whom actually use Facebook like every single day. And its market value when it became public was $102.4 billion hairs. But it wasn't all like buttons and gumdrops. Facebook is honestly pretty sketch. The company had a lot of controversy in recent years about how it handles people's personal information, the fact that it makes basically all its revenue from ads, which some might say is going to make it value the good of companies over the good of people. And I work for advertising and I can say that's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) And how it deals with spreading misinformation, 
And they also had just like a bunch of weird scandals within the company culture. So, you know, it's just like genuinely a real shit show there. Yeah, another day, another uh, weird company culture, tech tech uh, company controversy. But, you know, Facebook started out as a really popular social platform. Um, but now it's a huge corporation facing, rightfully so, facing tons of scrutiny and criticism. So let's get into its chart. Okay, so um, Facebook launched on February 4th, 2004. And so on the day... The sun was conjunct Neptune and Aquarius, and this is like wanting to see yourself as a part of a vast social network and kind of like being kind of precious about it. Um, it's like he knew. It's like he knew, but I don't think he knew, you know? It no, was just like know. a nice, no. Mark Zuckerberg, he just wanted to like take down Army Hammer or whatever that guy was. <laughs> um, the twins. The Winkle, the Winkle Boss. Yeah. The Winkle <laughs> The Winkle Lies. Army Hammer 1 and 2. In my head, I was like, oh, does he have something against Army 2? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and so pretty, like, it's like, I, I'm a part of this, like, big thing, like, making, uh, you know, groups for, like, your eraser necklace. And the energy is, like, posting albums of us, you know, again, drinking in high school, um, believing everything that's posted, like, must be true also, I think. Um, and so, like, the moon and Saturn and Cancer is kind of, like, I think it's, like, more emotional than measured all the time. It's, like, uh, react, or, like, there's consequences are based on emotion as opposed to, um, sort of, like, necessary, like, uh, what's it called? Like, measuring the event in a usual way, or the way that I do, which is Saturn and Capricorn. So, Pluto will be, uh, transiting Pluto will be conjunct Facebook's Mercury, like, all of 2021 and 2022. So, this indicates, like, major changes around their business communications. It could also be like secrets revealed about the internal business. Um, and then on December 19th, Venus stations retrograde in Capricorn exactly conjunct Facebook's Mercury. And then on February 3rd, uh, 2022, it stations direct or Mercury stations retrograde conjunct Facebook's Mercury. And so like Mercury's communications, Venus's money. And then with Pluto involved, it could just be like, again, like secrets, lawsuits, sort of like major changes, things that we can't really see coming. Well, you know what's interesting? So the Venus retrograde will end at 11 Capricorn, and then Mars will be in Capricorn at that point too, which is Facebook's chart ruler, and um, it'll be in the third house. And mind you, Facebook's chart ruler is in detriment in Taurus at zero degrees Taurus um, in the seventh, which makes sense for like connecting like social network, Mm -hmm. but um, it'll be interesting. Mars will be, it'll be Venus and Mars in Capricorn and Mars will be a little bit faster than Venus because it's going to be so slow. So they meet up and they kind of travel through Capricorn together and finally make a conjunction at 28, it's like 27, 28 Capricorn conjunct Pluto. So it's Mercury, sorry, it's Venus, um, Mars, Pluto conjunction basically on top of their natal mercury and yeah it's i just think that's going to be really interesting I feel like they're about to get rocked truth yeah. <laughs> oh, so i to say robbed and I, I don't know no like just get their shit rocked like some yeah. stuff is yeah. about to come out i don't know how they've like come come out of these sort of like recent scandals a little bit unscathed but i feel like they're in for it i don't Eclipses know are about to start like they're it's getting the, their nodal return is happening as well. So um, in November, November 19th of this year, there'll be the first eclipse in Taurus kicking off the series. So that's a 27 Taurus um, on Algol. It's a kind of intense one. And then, yeah, then we get started, start getting eclipses in um, Scorpio and Taurus. And it's going to be like the South Node in Scorpio, which Facebook has natally with the North Node in Taurus. So 
Yeah, this will be really, really interesting to see what happens. (laughs) Oh, sorry. One more thing I just noticed. So Saturn's also going to come station retrograde this summer. Um, I think it's in June on basically right in between the um, Neptune-Sun conjunction in this chart. So Saturn will station at 13 degrees. And then so next year is when it finally gets to um, to the Sun in this chart, which rules the midheaven. Oh, this is really going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm deactivating my account tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't want my. Yeah, I need to get rid of my data involved in. I know they'll have it forever, whatever they're doing with it. Like, I'm sure. It's actually a good idea to get rid of it before um, before Saturn gets before Saturn stations, basically. All right, you guys, you heard it here first. (laughs) November 19th. Is that what you said? No, no, no. Saturn, well, Saturn will station like on the Sun Neptune conjunction this June, I believe, like mid June. Oh boy! Um, I'm like that. All right, you guys, you have a few more months, so you know, download oh, all of those, download all of those albums that you've hidden from the world. <laughs> Save all of your photos. Truly. Like, I know, just get ready to school. to get to get out of it. Um, but yeah, it looks like 2021 and 2022 are huge for Facebook. Because there are transits that are happening that shows that the company is probably going to have some secrets come out or be involved in a lawsuit. But the one thing to remember is that Facebook couldn't get to where it was on its own. It had a little help from a thing called the smartphone. Yes, and the first smartphone was invented in 1992 by IBM, which like bless them because I don't think anyone even cares about them anymore. So sad. And a few years after that came the first BlackBerry, which like I never had one, but Blackberry. I love the. Yeah. I love my Blackberry Pearl so much. Oh my god, you would have had a Blackberry Pearl. People loved them. <laughs> I loved um, what's it called? Doing BBM in college because it was like if you get someone's BBM, you're like BBMs. Yes. So the Blackberry was a big deal because when it came out, it allowed you to call, go on the internet, and it was the first to have that fucking QWERTY keyboard, which was <laughs> awesome because you didn't have to text someone by pressing like the not like anything with a t i would be so annoyed with because you would have to press that button like (laughs) 19 times to get to it um so the qwerty keyboard was like a huge deal for texting but for society and culture the beginning of the smartphone era as we know it was in 2007 aka 2007 with the launch of the first iphone yeah and the iphone changed all our lives because for the first time ever you could really access the internet from wherever you were and no matter what you were doing and so no longer did we have to wait until we were at home in front of our computer to like look something up or message someone on AIM or call someone on a landline um, or hear the horrifying sound of a dial-up connection so I don't know if there's anything interesting, um, Dana or Kira, that you want to point out about the iPhones chart. I think this Mars-Pluto conjunction is interesting and Sag, um, trying Saturn, like, yeah, that's intense. That's really fiery. And it speaks to, like, the innovation of it. Just, like, this innovative, brand new, like, device. Again, it's all in the third house of this chart. Um, the, the Sag stuff, um... Yeah, and then and then a mercurial moon, of course. And this is like happening during um basically right after it looks like a Mercury Kazemi in, in Capricorn. What's a Kazemi? Oh, it's um an exact conjunction between oh, okay. the um the sun and another planet. 
So it was Mercury Kazemi. I think this one is cool with the third house because I feel like, you know, smartphones were like almost like the internet on meth. Like, you know, like the internet was the third house, but then when we got it on a smartphone, like, oh my God, that really changed everything. Like, that's why we're always on our phones. So I, I remember think like my, I had a terrible boyfriend at the time and he was like, I remember him telling me he wanted telling me about the iPhone. He's like, it's just going to be one screen like he was telling me all this stuff and I was just like I can't imagine it like I can't believe that's (laughs) actually a thing that like you can just access the internet like it felt so futuristic to me that I was just like I'll see it when I like I'll believe it when I see it type of thing (laughs) also I feel like iPhones are Capricorns like they like we're always on it but like mostly because like you're like not it's not I don't know I guess I do do a lot of bullshit on it too but I feel like it just really made you able to like always be at work oh definitely always be on and it's kind of like the death not like the death of the self that's so dramatic and i could really paint it that way i suppose but like just the sun on the ic is like i don't know i feel like it's uh it's really changed i suppose the way we at least see identity so with more people on the internet now than ever before thanks to these smartphones people wanted to make money off of it obviously because we're america so they started advertising and what better place to advertise than social media And this is where the algorithms come in. Right. And remember, folks, if the product is free, you're the motherfucking product. So we hear about algorithms all the time, but it's a mathematical set of rules that tells you how a group of data behaves. And essentially with social media, like we're the data. And so the algorithm algorithm shows us information in a certain order based on what it thinks we'll like, like like by clicking like and like by consuming liking it. So... It's kind of messed up. Very messed up. Obviously, this is super problematic, and it's led to tons of misinformation spreading, deep divisions and political and religious extremism, like, hashtag blessed. That's why, for these reasons and more, a lot of people are leaving social media, and one of these groups is us. It's millennials. loving millennials. But yeah, we're the last generation that sort of, like, knows what life was like before computers ran the world, which is kind of crazy, like, Every baby now, like, is born, like, knowing how to use an iPad. And, but, like, we had to remember, like, we had to, like, figure out what we wanted to do for fun, like, instead of just mindlessly, like, scrolling through a device or just, like, sitting in front of a computer um, all day. So I guess, you know, we should just take a a second to just talk about millennials because obviously, like, we are departing, like, the main social media platforms but like we were the group of people that like really catapulted it so you know i feel like we need to understand a little bit about like the millennials chart that would like contribute to our need to not only like kick off this digital like be a part of the digital world but also like wanting to leave it so badly okay well i personally i i divide it like by pluto more because i feel like that's an easy way but i kind of i've listened to a lot of like your stuff about micro generations and saturn and if you want to talk about that at all, I'd be super. I've done a lot of work on both just like, you know, Pluto and Scorpio and the millennial generation. And then, the, yeah, the sub generations within the Pluto and Scorpio generation. Um, I if anyone's interested in like hearing more, I did a talk about this for Fresh Voices Summit in 2019. And then I'm going to be talking about it again for Norwalk 2021. Um, and then I also have like a podcast episode with Chris Brennan on the astrology podcast 
where we talk about the Saturn subgenerations and then a whole series of blog posts as well. I love that. Um, Kira is basically a Saturn master and she's just like so good at breaking (laughs) down generations and subgenerations and it's it's (laughs) awesome. So yeah, you listen to all the things she just mentioned. I can't say I'm a Saturn master. I don't think until Saturn enters Pisces, but okay. um, right. I'll take it. I'll a take budding, the compliment. A budding Saturn master. <laughs> a baby Yoda um, of Saturn, if you will. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Um, but yeah, you know, the, I think the main, the most notable millennial signature, I think, um, is the, the Saturn, sorry, the Uranus-Neptune conjunction in Capricorn. So not all millennials have this. Um, the earlier old, older millennials have um, Uranus. Some have Uranus and Neptune in, in Sagittarius, but most have Uranus and Sag, Neptune and Capricorn. And then we get into the um, the, the late eighties when uh, you get both Uranus and Neptune and Capricorn. And um, I think, and, and it was that way until I don't know ninety six, ninety five, ninety six when um, Uranus moved into Aquarius. So a good chunk of us have the um, Uranus, Neptune, and Capricorn. And then also on top of that, a good chunk of us, five years out of, this, out of the 12 years that Pluto was in Scorpio, for five, a little over five years, Saturn was in its domicile between Capricorn and Aquarius. So we're very Saturnian. <laughs> like a good chunk of our generation is very Saturnian. Um, and us being the last generation um, that knew what life was like before the internet, even if it's just like faint memories, I think that we hold on to those. We were so nostalgic about that time. Yeah. Um, and I think we always will be, and that's always going to be a signature of our generation is this nostalgia piece of the past. And more than that, like really wanting to hold on to that and, and like conserve it, which is very Saturn. Um, and yeah, conserving like those bits of the past when we're in our 70s and 80s and 90s as a generation, like we're it's, it just ends with us like that. Those memories end with us. Um, and so, yeah, I think the Uranus Neptune piece, too, even though, um, you know, there's only a chunk of us that have it in Capricorn, Uranus and Neptune were kind of traveling together for quite some time between Sagittarius into Capricorn into Aquarius. Um, so, you know, there's a good span of us between um, older millennials and then like even older Gen Z um, that that have the Uranus-Neptune conjunction. And I think that conjunction um, kind of pulling from Richard Tarnas's work um, in Cosmos and Psyche he spoke about the Uranus-Neptune cycle and the conjunction specifically as being about these like utopic visions of the future and, and sort of like really being able to dream big about what's possible and what's, yeah, what's possible for the human race. And there's a mixture of like science and, and art that comes with that um, and just like so much innovation, um, but it's utopic. It's like, what, like what's going to be the best for everyone? Um, and I think that millennials kind of hold that dream of like, you know, a, a future where uh, we can we can have a society that's like anti-capital. I mean, not all millennials are anti-capitalist, but I think that there's there's like a thinking about Pluto and Scorpio and how um, 
Yeah, we're a very like power conscious generation. We we see the effects that power can have on people. We see like, um, yeah, the corruption. Like we just grew up like corruption is so like commonplace at this point when it comes to like the people we're supposed to be trusting with, you know, our systems and our governments and all that. So um, yeah, the deception, the mistrust, um, the privacy issues, all of that can be kind of thought of as like a Pluto and Scorpio generational like issue. Um, and so I think as we age and we continue to age, like those are, those are going to be a lot of the things that we are talking about, like, and, and like focus on as a generation, the privacy issues, um, and then the corruption, the capitalism, like the power, um, the power issue. And, and, and then on top of that, holding on to these like memories and relics of the past. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we're just going to be those grandparents that are like, when I was a kid, like, you know, we didn't, oh, yeah. like, it's going to be We're going to be the worse. boomers. Yeah, we are going to be bo- booming hard, core. Um, Stop talking about outside. We're on Mars. I- <laughs> <laughs> well, I it's also interesting because I, like, keep going back to what you were saying about, like, as our generation, like, we'll always be the ones to say that, like, oh, before, we were, like, before the internet came because... Actually, Dana, like, I think she probably was listening to a podcast, but she was talking about this thing where she had written in her notes, like, I I cannot trace back where this came from. But she was like, oh, like, like, for instance, like Venus, like adds, Mars subtracts, Jupiter multiplies and Saturn divides. And when you said that thing about like, oh, we'll always talk about ourselves before this, like, I immediately thought of that, like Saturn, like, I feel like always wants to like, separate into like compartmentalize yes like this is before and this is after and Mm -hmm. i just when you said that i was like oh that just like clicked for me in my head like yeah saturn is like no 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 like this is the line we are here you are there yeah i even like separate my life by like crushes like oh this is like that crush age yeah (laughs) okay with that guy then like it's like yeah same everything is like a timeline Besides people starting to be over social media, we've seen a lot of new developments with it since the Saturn return began, such as a lot of conversation and questions about free speech on social media that was brought on by our former president, Donald Trump, being banned from several social media networking sites, which also like saying that it just makes me laugh because it's like, of course, of course. But he was banned from several social media networking sites and the app Parler being dropped from many app stores. Yeah, and another thing we've seen with the internet Saturn return is the, uh, people like banding together on um, places like Reddit to manipulate the stock market. A lot more talk about like cryptocurrency. And then there's always the debate about net neutrality. So there's just like a ton of stuff going on. And I feel like it's like just like really bubbling to the surface to a point where like we have to do something about these things. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff going on. So I'm just curious, like, what other themes do you think we could expect from the Internet Saturn return? Yeah, I mean, I think the beginning of the Internet Saturn return uh, was March 22nd, 2020, when um, Saturn entered Aquarius for the first time in 30 years. Um, and we all know what was happening around that time, right? <laughs> we were all online, like we were all online all of a sudden. And I think like the infrastructure of the internet itself like came up for question, you know, it's like, how can Zoom servers hold all of us, you know, like, um, 
that and then there's been new so many new apps that have come up since but yeah the thinking about like you know house party was an app that i was on like oh all God. throughout april i was like so into house, house party. party so into house party there's just i think there's just like time for new innovations when it comes to how we connect um and it's just funny how like so like it's not that we were weren't online before but now now it's like we're online so much more often for like so many more things and reasons and like social socializing online a lot more um and yeah just relying on the internet a lot more which makes more sense like with the Saturn return um you know you you gain more responsibilities and you have to sort of like you know mature and like take on new responsibilities and that's literally what's happening with the internet like it's literally taking on like more people more you know just more in general um and so yeah i think with the with the rest of the saturn return over the next two years um in terms of predictions i mean yeah i i think i don't know it's i don't I'm not really good at like mundane predictions, to be honest, but I think it's going to be interesting um, just to see how things progress with the Saturn Uranus squares, um, especially, yeah, with, I, I mean, I see the Saturn Uranus squares definitely manifesting as a lot of like protesting and, you know, countering the, 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 um, the government's and in, in all, you know, all over the world in different ways. And um, it'll be interesting to see what innovations come from that on like from the, I guess, like opposition front. Um, also, especially in regards to like currency too, like with crypto and on all that that's happening. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see because um, the Internet Saturn return, um, along with, you know, all of our Saturn returns, I think are especially difficult this time around because of your the Uranus squares like kind of constantly poking and prodding and and like trying Saturn to like see how far um yeah how much you how much Saturn can bend yeah (laughs) um so yeah we'll see I don't have any like major predictions but besides anything I would say (laughs) yeah Facebook um, I feel like anything I would say would be kind of obvious almost as to like, I think if you're paying attention to just like the zeitgeist and like how things are going, you can probably make similar predictions as to yeah. like what I would make um, based on the astrology. So, yeah. Dana, anything, anything you want to add? I think there's just going to be legislation regarding um, currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, like the Jupiter Neptune conjunction next year. And when they sign or the like coin eject of 1792, which like in, invented the dollar i don't know how to talk about legislation because i know it wasn't invented but you understand like so we have one next year next april and i think that's at least going to be the beginning of discussion and it'll probably continue throughout maybe like uh saturn and aquarius or saturn and aries which is opposite the american saturn and so jupiter and neptune are when were conjunct um when the coin eject occurred like in the same sign as america's saturn um hmm. so i think that oh and the moon was conjunct uranus interesting and you know there's gonna this this was a mars retrograde in virgo there'll be a mars retrograde in gemini next year and america's chart has mars in gemini in the seventh um that's something to look for i feel like that's pretty interesting because i feel like you know crypto has been around for a while but i feel like 
it's just this like until recently has been this like just kind of like weird not like fake thing but you know it's like people are just like oh like what is this like you mine for crypto like you know what i mean like it's like in like people think like you buy drugs with crypto like it's like there's yeah i mean it used to be like a more like dark web at least how i interpreted it and now like literally the other day i texted dana and i was like should i invest in ethereum I won't tell you. I won't tell you what she said, but um, yeah, I'm like someone like as <laughs> but now basic like as me. Thing. Yeah, someone as basic as me is like, ooh, crypto. Like here I come. <laughs> like I don't know, but um, but yeah, Kira, thank you so much for being on this episode. It was amazing to talk with you. And um, can you remind everyone where they can find you on the internet and any upcoming <laughs> news that you want to share or let people know about? Sure. Um, thanks for having me on. This is fun. Um, Literally the best. <laughs> I, Super interesting. Where can you find me? The, the astrology.com, at the astrology on Instagram and Clubhouse, at the astrology underscore on Twitter. Um, oh, the astrology show. <laughs> you can um, find us on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I'm excited about this season. We're doing a whole series on the houses. And then, yeah, I'm launching um, my course March 1st. I think the course window is open until March 10th. And then that's also going to be when the 11th house doors open back up as well. So if you want to join um, membership community or t- t- take a three month long course with me, which I'm really, really stoked about. Um, check those out too. And then, yeah, Fresh Voices in Astrology. Um, we host um, webinars twice a month and then our annual summit in September. And yeah, we, we always have some cool webinars. They're all like $25 um, and you get to keep it forever so, and it gets to help support emerging astrologers. Which so, we yeah. love. So thank you again, Kira. This was so great. Thanks, Kira, guys. you are a little angel. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. And thank you so much for oh, all of, of this. Thanks so much again to Kira for joining us and providing us with those sweet, sweet insights. Next week, we're diving into the queen of the grift, Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. So please leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Yes, and if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and DM us or email us at allegedlyastrology at gmail.com and send us a screenshot of your review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. And I promise it will be worth it. And don't forget to follow us at Allegedly Astrology on Instagram and Reddit and at Allegedly Astro on Twitter. I'm Elise. I'm Dana. (laughs) And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology. Allegedly Astrology.